So as you know, yesterday, the Bank of Canada raised the interest rate uh, by a half a point, 0.5%. Um, there was a lot of expectation, especially among bankers and investors, that it would be three quarters of a point. That was what a lot of people were anticipating. It wasn't unanimous. It never is. But that seemed to be where the consensus lied. Wasn't that high. And now there's a lot of people saying, yeah, well, did the Bank of Canada blink? The political pressure that they've been under, and it's coming from all sides, and all the different analysts are weighing in, um, is it undue influence being exerted on the Bank of Canada and influencing the way that they operate, which is not supposed to happen. Independence within the Bank of Canada is sort of a, a guiding principle. Are we seeing that eroded? To talk about that, we have Dr. Nelson Wiseman joining us, Professor Emeritus of Political Science at the University of Toronto. Dr. Wiseman, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. You're welcome, Shay. It's an interesting conversation because we certainly are seeing politicians jump in, and I think that's the biggest concern, and, and, and critique the Bank of Canada. Let's go through a couple of them. First of all, Jagmeet Singh won't stop. He's been going on for a couple of weeks about the Bank of Canada and what they did wrong and what they need to do differently. He's really been vocal on this. No, I think the most vocal has been Pierre Polia. Prior, yes. Because uh, Jagmeet Singh uh, thinks that the Bank of Canada should wait and uh, not raise rates and see what impact the rates have had that have been raised up to now. But he's underlined that he supports the independence of the Bank of Canada, whereas Poliev has talked about firing the governor of the Bank of Canada, which, incidentally, I don't think he can easily do. Uh, so there are differences there. And, and there's certainly no political pressure from the government of Canada, which is the liberals who have stood by. Yeah. Uh, the bank. So it is very dramatic when you get politicians weighing in on these decisions. And of course, they're very important decisions. Uh, they affect people in all kinds of ways in terms of their mortgages, in terms of their home equity loans, in terms of the, uh, their credit cards, rates. Uh, so, and in terms of the prospects for the labor market, which continues to be tight. So the, I don't think the bank was reacting to political pressure at all. I think what it's reacting to is just changes in the data. For example, inflation a couple of months ago was over 8%. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's slightly below 7%. And we might be a lot is out of the hands of, of Canada and the Bank of Canada and our politicians. If oil doubles in price, and it's just floating below $90 now, it's closer to 80 uh, about a week or 10 days ago, if it doubles in price, which could easily happen over the winter, you're going to see inflation go up dramatically. On the other hand, if uh, I don't think it'll happen, but if, if, if the Western European countries can agree to some sort of price cap, on uh, on Russian oil, it could be that the price of oil might stabilize or drop a bit. I can't see it getting below $80 at any time in the next uh, couple of years anyways. So when we see the kind of, and it's not just politicians, we see, you know, all kind of economists and analysts also weighing in and speculating, but that's different, right? I mean, that's their job. That's sort of what they do. Um, is there a different, I mean, and is criticism of the Bank of Canada fair? I mean, they shouldn't be allowed to just operate with impunity, right? Well, they're operating, they're using their best economic judgment. And they're, they're monitoring not just what's going on in the country, they're monitoring what's going on internationally. And every, um, 
inflationary crisis, if we want to call it that, and we probably are, and that's probably a good term, um, is different. I mean, we've had inflationary bouts in the past, but I don't think we've ever been in a situation where the uh, world's financial systems are as integrated and as affected by what is going on in another country. And uh, so Canada is actually just following the beat. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has been a leader in some ways. It's the, it was the first central bank of a major country that uh, at one sitting raised the interest rate by 1%. And it might uh, continue to be uh, a leader um, because the Federal Reserve, which is the the central bank in the United States, in early November is going to come down with a... Uh, another rate increase, and don't be surprised if they only uh, increase by a half a percent, too. And Canada will have shown it's been a model. Uh, In terms of the risks of having undue influence uh, on the bank, and you're saying our our bank is withstanding it, which is good, it's positive, that's reassuring. Um, Can we see a cautionary tale in what happened in the UK when, when things go wrong? Yes, but what happened in the UK wasn't that politicians were interfering with with what the Bank of England was doing. What happened in the UK was on the fiscal side. In other words, you had a government which all of a sudden said, we're cutting taxes and we're going to spend a lot more money, but we're not telling you where that money is going to, where we're going to get the money to pay for those things. So the bond markets went wild, Um, pension funds were up against the wall, and the Bank of England there intervened dramatically Mm -hmm. to help save uh, uh, major pensions for people. Uh, so, yes, things can get screwy, but it's not just on the on the interest rate side, which is what the Bank of Canada is responsible for. What what happened in England is on the on what the government did. Yeah. And our our government in Canada now is not talking about cutting taxes. If anything, we might get increased taxes. And, and in fact, um, and, and there are a lot of other factors. You're in Alberta. Look at how things have changed dramatically in Alberta. The Alberta, you were projecting the deficit not that long ago. Yep. Now Alberta's yep. going to be rolling in money. Yep. Very true. And, yeah, and at some point Alberta's going to have to consider a sales tax, just like people pay in the rest of the country if you, if you get into a, a, a tighter situation. Yeah, I mean, that, that's been a constant discussion out here, Dr. Wiseman. It never goes away. It's always on the radar, especially when times get tough and oil isn't at $90 a barrel. The conversation comes up once again. Um, you mentioned um, in terms of the Bank of Canada is responsible for inflation. That is their job. They wanted to keep inflation between 2 yeah. and 3%. We've heard some politicians say they have to be more considerate of what's going on with wages. They have to be worried about a recession and how it's hurting workers and things like that. Primarily Jagmeet Singh again. Um <laughs> their focus, should it be so singular, or is it that singular, or do they have other considerations when they decide what they're going to do? Well, you know, it is interesting, because every five years they negotiate with the government. There's a negotiation about what it is that's going to drive them, and in the most recent one, which I think was agreed to last December, they were told, uh, okay, inflation is your number one target, but also you should think about the labor market. This is different from the Fed in the United States, where they're explicitly directed uh, to consider both uh, uh, the level of employment as well as inflation. But uh, 
the problem on the labor side isn't that workers are being laid off. We've got a shortage of workers. Yes. So this is what's very unusual about this economic crisis, if you want to call it that, inflationary crisis, because usually when interest rates go up like this, companies stop investing and they and they start laying off workers. But we still have a dramatic labor shortage. I've never seen so many four hiring signs on the street. Uh, restaurants can't get people. Uh, 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 service industries and retail, there, there's a dramatic shortage. There's an incredible shortage in the trades. That's one of the impediments in construction now. I don't know about Alberta, but certainly in the rest oh, for of sure. the country, like in Ontario. So... So this is what's odd, and we may get, and, and Jagmeet Singh makes a, a good point when he points out that inflation is going up more in, in terms of what we pay than wages. Uh, the comp- than wages. Wages are going up, I don't know, around 5%. Food inflation's at 11%. But, uh, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't turn on a dime anyways, and if the government, and if the bank... Imagine this. If the bank had not done anything yesterday, and I noticed that the uh, European Central Bank just today raised their interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point, and if the Federal Reserve in the U.S. now uh, also raises by three-quarters of a percentage point, which it seems they might do, or I think it'll be three-quarters or a half, all of a sudden the Canadian dollar would plummet. People would say, and guess what? That would feed inflation. Because so much of what we buy is imported. Well, if the dollar goes down by three, four cents, it's already gone down eight percent this year. You're paying more for the for the fruit and vegetables you're buying, for, which are coming from Mexico, from the United States, from wherever, or or your electronic goods, which we don't produce but are coming from Asia and are priced in American dollars. So there are, um, it, you know. As I say, the economic situation in every crisis is unique. This one is no different, and we hope and pray that the route that the Bank of Canada is on is going to work. Exactly, and and, and time will tell. Uh, Dr. Wiseman, great discussion. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.